This is the Outdoor Family Podcast. Welcome to the Outdoor Family Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Slaughter, and I have my co-host, Kelsey Slaughter. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good tonight. I'm just just, uh, working on another podcast while Chloe sleeps again. That seems to be kind of our status quo here. Um, It's about every time the only time. (laughs) Yeah, it's really our free time to do something like this, where we're both capable of... uh, you know free, some free time i guess you'd say yeah and you don't hear any background noise of her crying don't worry i have the monitor turned down this time so i don't think you were able to hear it last time but we were and it was really distracting <laughs> yeah so it's winter time and actually winter is my second fa- second favorite season of the year Ooh, ooh, can I guess what your first is? Yes, you can guess. <laughs> I bet anybody listening to this who knows you probably is going to guess that it's fall, or they may say deer season is your favorite season. Yeah, that's those are true <laughs> statements. But winter is yes, probably my is my second favorite. Yeah, I uh, fall is my favorite. Well, we already talked about that a little bit about favorites and stuff, but um, winter can be as long as you're dressed for it. That's true. Yeah, that can be miserable if you get cold and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got any like favorite memories of wintertime and activities and stuff? Oh, I remember um, at my parents, whenever I was a kid, we would go sledding. And now looking at the hill, it doesn't seem that big. But at the time when I was a kid, it was huge. And going down it, you just like thought you were in a car basically speeding down this hill um, sledding. And you get all bundled up and stuff and you can't hardly even move. And you go for that rush of, you know, going down that hill. And then you get to the bottom and it's, oh, I got to go all the way back to the top again. But it was so much fun. So... Yeah. yeah, sledding is a great, some of the best times from a kid. What about you? Yes, um, probably is ice skating. Um, oh, yeah. We put out an ice skating rink many winters through probably junior high, high school, and even in my college years, uh, we ice skated a lot and played lots of hockey. It was it was absolute blast. Now, here, that's not exactly feasible. Can you explain a little bit? Uh, about how we made the ice. Well, like this area, you can't really do that. Yeah, it's well. we're probably too far south where we live currently. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived about an hour north of Indianapolis, so if that gives you a geographical mm-hmm. location, um, and yeah, and even there, there was a couple of winters. I remember we set everything out. We put our, you know, build our like barriers or whatever out of two by sixes, and then uh, put our plastic in and filled it up with water and never never got frozen (laughs) enough or whatever so yeah it was it's just one of those things where you depended on the weather and i guess we're probably about as far as south as you could do it so sounds like fun though it was a blast yes there was a lot and it was even perfect too we had a on the back of the shed there was a um, spotlight or whatever so we played a lot of games like at night and it just it was just good times good times (laughs) so Winter is amazing, though. I feel like it got into so much mischief during the winter months. Snow days and stuff like that. Oh, snow days. Those are my favorite as a teacher. Oh, <laughs> love a good snow day. Love a good snow day. Mm-hmm. I loved them as a kid. I was always up at like five o'clock. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, yes, I can sleep in. But that's just our two different personalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, folks, I think we're going to start talking about um, why why we go camping. And it's kind of like the backbone of like everything we do. Um, and I think we're going to just kind of give some like, I got some bullet points here some for like some of my notes. And we're just going to go through them and talk about why camping is 
a really, really good option for your family vacation, for your hunting trip, for um, fishing trips, and just the benefits of camping over maybe other options or whatever. So what do you think about that, Kelsey? What what benefit, do you, do you see a benefit to camping? Oh yeah, for sure. And well, I think like you were saying, you know, it's kind of the backbone. I think anytime I think about any of our adventures we've had and stuff, it seems like it always sparks from camping. Like that's what, that's what we do. And then we go out and explore and have the adventures from there. Or sometimes camping itself is the adventure. Um, mm, yeah, <laughs> definitely depends. But yeah, I think there are tons and tons of benefits of camping. Um, I think I'm going to let you kind of take the lead and then I will throw in as, you know, as I agree, um, disagree, maybe. That's true. You can disagree with me. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I know I'm your wife, but I can still disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then maybe some tidbits or like, uh, fun stories or things like that of times where we've been camping and had, um, epic fails or, um, awesome memories made, which epic fails end up <laughs> making memories too. Yeah. Awesome or not. It seems like those are like, you remember like the most, the, the greatest time or the greatest experience camping but then you also remember like the worst time like (laughs) when you got like torrential downpour rained on you oh yeah yeah so i think like the first bullet point i got here um is the cost of camping Mm -hmm. um and the value of it compared to a hotel um stay so i just googled it on my phone what is the average cost of a hotel room, which I was actually surprised. I was not going to guess it was to be as high as it was. So I'm guessing it's taking into account like extremely high-end hotels. and (laughs) Ones we would never stay in. (laughs) Yeah, ones we would never stay in anyways. But they said the average cost was $177 a night. Wow. Uh, I mean... When I'm looking at hotels, when we're, you know, going out and we're, we're not camping, we're being fancy, um, we're going out for a fancy weekend or something or a celebration. Um, I'm always like, oh man, 120, 130, like that's a struggle. But then when I get excited, I'm like, ooh, I got a 109. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can get into a, ni- a nice hotel for a hundred bucks, 120 bucks. So mm-hmm. I do think that number can be a little bit off. I do know like some of the places we've gone, especially like Rocky Mountain National Park, some of the hotels in that mm-hmm. area were higher end and because they knew they were having um, people specifically coming to that area and they could charge more. So there is yeah. some places like that too. They the prices go up because of their location to areas. So or like that one time where we went on a trip and we were coming back from Minnesota the first time we went to the Boundary Waters and mm-hmm. I was looking for hotels on the way back because we didn't know timing wise where what city we would be in. And I chose downtown in the city instead of like, oh, on the outskirts or a smaller town, which that can be cheaper. So tidbit, if you're looking for hotels, don't look in that town. If it's a big city or town, look outside because holy cow, you will save a ton of money. Yeah. And that, that is also maybe a thing to know, note too, who is the geographical navigator on <laughs> in your group so yes it was not me as i was looking up these towns and stuff i didn't realize how big duluth minnesota was it's really not that big but they have some higher end stuff too. well the hotel we stayed at you had the option if they were going to um what's it called whenever they take your vehicle oh valet yeah see i don't even remember what that's called we don't ever use it so we had the option of valet parking so clearly that was out of um out of our class yeah that, that's probably true <laughs> so comparing that to the i looked up the average cost of a 
night spent in a tent camping um you can they said the range was twelve dollars to forty five dollars which i think that's pretty go um going right because when i worked for the department of natural resources that was about the swing in um, prices for camping um that's all the 45 is on the high side for like a state property um full hookup but yeah, full hookup, like including like electric and water and sewage. Yeah, which yeah. if you're tent camping, you're not going to need those those commodities. Right. But um, yeah. So I mean, if you just think about it, if you go for a week stay and you got five nights, you know, at a hotel, even if you're spending a hundred bucks a night, I mean, that's five hundred bucks for five sure. nights. And then, I mean, compared to that, I'm just I use uh, twenty five dollars a night for a tent camping. It's good average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then um, you're you're looking at you know 125 so you saved right there like what is that 375 bucks you're the math person so um yeah i think it's 375 <laughs> I, I may have making myself look like a fool on this podcast but yeah um that's a pretty good saving especially if you know if you would take multiple trips or different things like that throughout a year or you stay longer than five days you stay longer five days yeah so you there's there's a bunch of different reasons and then you can use that money to do other things and you know on the trip i don't know if maybe the activities you're doing on the trip that little you know the extra money can you can buy an extra hunting license i don't know or maybe you can go do, out to eat at a fancier restaurant yep yeah and different things like that so, treat yourself while you're out camping sometimes yeah <laughs> that is true sometimes you need to do that so mm-hmm. there's just there's some perks i was even like the thing here was this could be if you're wanting to go on that hunting trip for example maybe this could be the uh push your wife to let you go because you're <laughs> saving money not spending as much money or different things like that if your wife is concerned about how much money it's going to cost for the hunting tag or whatever draw or yeah all of that thing and wants to save money and be frugal then yes this would be a selling point for her mm-hmm. <laughs> you act like you speak from experience uh may have but, um <laughs> maybe we should move on <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, it gives you it gives you there's opportunity to save some money for just your trip. And then even if you go because you guys went camping, did you stay in a campground when you went down to visit your brother in North Carolina? Um, yeah, that was a little different because we got to stay on base um, and um, things like that. So it was a little bit different pricing, anyways. There, but we had actually we had borrowed um, my grandpa's camper and took it with us and stayed there. And that was actually like on the beach. Um, so as far as like camping giving you better location i mean talk about stepping out of your camper and into the sand and you just walk Mm -hmm. up to the beach um and there was another time where we stayed in like a little bitty cabin um next to the beach camping technically but like in the cabin and stuff so it was definitely location is key yeah we're going to mention location here in a minute but yeah Yeah. i think there so i think a lot of people think of camping they think of their local state park but there's plenty of other opportunities to go to like the beach Mm -hmm. and stay in a campground um, so you can think outside of the box and take whatever vacation or trip you want to take. I mean, you can't go on a cruise and stay in a campground, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see a, see a tent pitched on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I don't want a room. I would just like to stay on the deck in my tent. Yeah. <laughs> that okay? That'd be really weird. Um, but you can pretty much think of any vacation you want to go on and you can probably use camping as your means of staying. So, 
Um, and then, so you kind of led into location, like mm. location to the beach you just mentioned. I think that's mm. a really good point. You're closer to the activities you want to do right. with camping, or at least you can be compared to like a hotel or those things. Um, I just think things that really popped in my head was like hunting location. I mean, we went our Kentucky trip last year. Mm. Um, we were able to be, you know, just right there you know 10 minute drive from the campground we were we could park the truck and go hunting and um, if any of you guys don't go hunting early in the morning um every extra minute of sleep you can get is so worth it so it was great to realize that we only had a 10 minute drive so that meant that i got to sleep longer in the morning and didn't have to get up quite as early yep and it makes some people happier <laughs> There's a theme here. I love my sleep. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I mean, in the Boundary Waters, I mean, that's a little different. But we picked a campsite that was closer to the what we our better fishing location and stuff like that. Yes, that's true. We've marked those on a map. It's like, okay, which one is closest to the spot where we know we're going to get some really good fishing in for the day? And I think, like, some of the, like, big things I think of is when we've been to Colorado, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, mm-hmm. uh being closer to trailheads because mm-hmm. out there um if you know especially rocky mountain national park but i think a lot of the major parks and even in state parks is these parking lots fill up really fast uh, mm-hmm. especially on like weekends or like holiday like fourth of july time period or whatever uh, so to get there and get a good parking spot or get a parking spot, I should say, right. you have to be there early. And if you're already in the park or already in that geographical location, you're not having to drive as far. That's again, you don't have to get up as early <laughs> and you can get there, um, you know, quickly and stuff. So. Well, and something Mitch, I remember about our, um, our trip when we were in the Rockies was, you know, when we went to that, the, we went to parking lots and we were there I mean, it was dark still and we're getting there and they're already filling up or there's only a few spots or we have to go on down to another parking spot that we have to hike from one parking lot to another one that's actually at the trailhead. Yeah, well, um, right there, that, that adds, you know, <laughs> miles to your hike already that you may not want to, extra miles you don't want to do. Right, extra miles that are on the road, not even in the nice woods or anything like that to see anything scenic. But I remember on that one, though, there were times that, so there you have to, on some of the trails, you go at a certain like elevation level. And some of those trails that once you get so high, you have to be down, um, below the tree line before a certain period in the afternoon because there's i mean i say a certain tree line because whenever you get so high there's no more trees um up there at those higher elevation levels so if lightning strikes you're the only thing standing out there like there's no trees taller than you right you're the lightning rod at that point (laughs) you are yeah and i didn't even realize that till the first time when we went out to the rockies and um it's just like yeah like you have to get down below the tree line before a certain point so that means you have to get to that trailhead at a certain time and then you have to keep up a decent pace as you're hiking to make sure that you know you're keeping time now you don't want to be stressed out on the hike and you want to be able to enjoy it and stop and take pictures because um that's one thing i do a lot of especially on the way um hiking somewhere hiking up and then hiking back down i don't take as many but um i digress so 
I think that it's really important to get there, you know, and to make sure that you're where you need to be at a certain time, because then you can enjoy it and stuff and you're not feeling as rushed. And like, you just basically, I'm like hustling and I'm, you know, jogging up this trail and then back down just to say that I did it. Like you're actually enjoying it on the way and not having to worry about getting struck by lightning. You know, that's a good thing too. Yeah. It's a really good thing to stay alive. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I thought they were kidding. They weren't. We saw the storms roll in. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you got to watch those clouds build and stuff and it's kind of your cue but you don't want to get yourself you know to beyond the point of no return type of things so mm-hmm. yeah and i think one other thing like i know out in rocky mountain national park it's, there's a bus system they can you know bus you to different places and i think there's probably like that type of stuff a lot of other places um the thing that stinks about if you i mean you still get to go to that trail and do that trail and stuff but then you're not on you're waiting on other basically and other people you know a bus to come pick you up and then drive you to another back to your your car and everything and so you kind of waste kind of wasted time on your trip especially if you know you're in a place like rocky mountain national park you want to take advantage all the time you got because you're not i mean if you're from indiana or the midwest or the east coast like that's hard that's not that's a long trip out there so yeah if you know mitch or his dad when it comes to them and planning trips it's like you're making the most of all your time so how many places can we hit and what all can we see and what all can we do while we're here and have the most fun out here while we're doing it because we're going to do all the things that we can't do at home. It's true. You can't do that out here around here. No, you can't. So you got to make the most of it. You're right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you got any more points on like location compared to, you know, your activity because of camping? Um, not not really i think that was the big thing and um and like being able to find places that are close to where you want to go that's the one thing that i do i do appreciate about people who have been somewhere before um and i know you'll talk a little bit about that later um but the idea that then you know what kind of places you want to see or where you want to go so you can try and pick uh, campgrounds that are close to those things. So like when we went to Michigan and stuff, we wanted to find campgrounds that were close to, um, close to lighthouses that we wanted to go see or things like that. So I think you kind of want to look at what your plan is for your activities while you're there and then choose where you camp based on that. Yeah. That is, that is a good point. There's a lot of, you know, make a lot of notes or like a make a if you're planning on a trip, you know, put on what is your main activity and then figure out what are all the other things that are you need that are close to it and then you need pick the i guess the most centralized campground in this case so yeah so i think the next one i think this is one thing that everybody loves about camping or just enjoying the outdoors is campfires oh i love campfires (laughs) so what what makes you love campfires so much well, one thing is I love fire, um, the candles and stuff. And they're mesmerizing. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's so mesmerizing. And um, But I think a campfire, just just saying the word makes me feel warm already, like warm and fuzzy. And you just picture um, like snuggling up with like jeans and a sweatshirt. And, um, and then you feel like the warmth on your face and stuff. And maybe you're roasting marshmallows or you're just chatting with friends and sitting around and um, talking to family and... I think campfires just make you feel warm and cozy and get that fuzzy feeling inside. Yeah, they do. That, that <laughs> is, it is fun. It's just, I don't sure fuzzy feeling is exactly but it for me, but we'll go with it. So, what do you love about campfires then? If they don't make you fuzzy, I don't know. They're just 
they're awesome. Just, I feel, I feel like you're like a true adventurer when you're out like uh. around a campfire type <laughs> thing. So. so when you start a fire, what do you, what do you do? How do you start a fire then? How do you start your campfire? How do I start? So am I describing how to build a fire as you want? Yeah, I'm curious. You know, if we're talking about, like, I feel like an adventurer, then, you know, what? What? how does an adventurer start a campfire? Well, I, there's a c- couple different ways of starting a campfire. <laughs> um, I like to try to do it with a minimal amount of uh, man-made, like, help. So, like, <laughs> I don't like to use starting fluid and lighters and things like that. I like to just, like, say, okay, I got, like... I used to do this as a kid as <laughs> I would um, like say, okay, I got to limit myself to like three matches and then use just yard waste, like leaves and sticks and twigs and stuff like that to try to build this fire and like make sure it would go. It's kind of the idea of like, I need to survive. If I don't, mm-hmm. I can't get it done with three matches. I'm going to die type of thing. So <laughs> in the backyard, I'm going to freeze to death if I can't get it started with three matches. <laughs> well, but it's kind of like, no, I, yeah prepping yourself for the real adventure i guess you'd say imagination run wild yeah so i think i think one of the first points about a campfire is cooking over it. i mean making mm. food um it tastes it, different it does taste different and there's so many different like there's like a bajillion meals out there you can make like mm-hmm. that is one thing fun to google is campfire meals and we may get into those a little bit more too on another one of like more like a how-to and get into some of the food prep and things like that some of these fun um, meals that we've done or that i've looked up and thought looked really fun and yeah 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 and Mm -hmm. that's we're we'll do a whole episode on campfire meals over the fire but yeah there's just so many like food ideas I mean, you can do these same things at home, but it's just not the same as doing it as a right over the fire. Now, you can choose to go as extreme or as little as you want. Like if you're if you're at a place, you're like, man, I don't want to spend hardly any time there at the campsite. Like we need to be out and doing stuff, and there's so many things to see, and we don't have a lot of time at the cam- at the campsite, and like got to get up early, so we don't want to stay up late by the fire and stuff. Then there's a ton of prep beforehand that you can do, um, and you can do as simple meals as you want, or you can do as extravagant meals as you want, and so. So, I mean, your time variation, I mean, that can be very fluid depending on what you want to do. Yeah. It's goal oriented, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with that, I think the fun things about cooking over a fire is there's, there's a challenge because it's not as easy as like, uh, at your house. So you got that challenge. It's not controlled. (laughs) And then also like the type, like you can work together as a unit. Like if it's your family Mm. or a group of friends or whatever, you can, you know, work together and say, Hey, can you accomplish task A and Z? And then you two accomplish this task or, uh, it can make it, um, I don't know, kind of fun and working as a unit and building, I think, some of the bonds just by working together with other people. So it's funny. We were just for Christmas. Um, Chloe got a book that's about um, camping and these these campers and stuff or whatever. And they're all these little animals and they all have their jobs. And so that reminds me of that, how they like give out these tasks and everybody has a job. Like somebody goes and gets sticks for the fire and somebody else goes and starts preparing the food and somebody does this and that. And um, of course, it's a little different there because they're a bunch of animals. But um, but it reminds me, yeah, it's like everybody can do something different and you can base it on what are people good at? Like, I'm probably not going to be your number one person to be starting the campfire. Mitch should probably be your number one person to be starting the campfire. Um, it, that would not be my strongest suit. Um, and somebody else can be setting up the tent and setting up, you know, setting up kind of your 
kitchen slash eating cooking area or whatever things like that yeah because there is like a lot of different tasks and i think it's what's good about the camping in general is you can there's all skill levels can get involved whether you're real Mm -hmm. young to really old i guess um (laughs) and in between so that's Mm -hmm. what's nice about camping and i think the other thing nice uh, great about campfires is just the time you take to you can tell like talking around the fire i mean whether it's the stories uh life Mm -hmm. like life updates uh and just getting real with friends and stuff i think that's Mm -hmm. or your children i think that's a good opportunity to have hard conversations with your children or just talk about god jesus those type of things too there's something about sitting around a campfire when it's dark and you can't you know clearly see everyone's faces or you know um you're not looking straight at each other right across from each other you're all kind of looking at the fire and there's something about that how it's non-confrontational and it's you know i've i've read about how you know good deep conversations that could be uncomfortable or could be hard for kids to open up to you you should have in the car or something where you're not looking at each other because um it's it's more confrontational and awkward and uncomfortable but i think that even one step further than that is around a campfire or at night laying down looking at the stars um i think those are all really good key times where you can get deep and get personal and not feel so intimidated mm-hmm. yeah actually that's a good point because I, I remember your dad actually making a comment about um at paintball camp i can't remember if it was this year or two years ago mm-hmm. but um he said the boys and mainly boys but there were some girls there too but they really opened up during the campfire time mm-hmm. in the evening um after they played paintball all day and talking about paintball and how it related to different things and it's it, again i think that's like exactly that conversation you're talking about so Oh, that's one thing I loved. I remember at camp, um, usually on Thursday nights, we would have campfires and those could last really long. Now as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, that can drag on forever. But as a kid, as a camper and as a staffer who worked there and stuff, I remember at camp whenever we would sit around the campfire and Thursday night reflect on the week and things we had learned and um, friendships and relationships we had formed, but then also just talking about how we had grown deeper in our relationship to Christ and things um, things that maybe we had sh- others we had struggled with or others had struggled with and um, and opened up and um, it was a time of a lot of testimonies and people um, sharing sharing their hearts and I think that was a huge part of um, of the magic of camp and. Um, I don't know. I think you're at some point going to talk more about camp, so I won't go too far into that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think campfires just. I mean, you can. I mean, I know this past year we had some. I think some. We had a little turkey trip or whatever we took, mm-hmm. and we just had some fun. I can't even remember what the conversations were, but they were a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. They were about having raising kids, weren't they? Or yeah, having they, kids because we were pregnant whenever we were on it, and we we're saying, "Oh, what are you asking?" You know, other couples and friends sitting around there, like, "So, what are you most nervous about about kids?" And what are you most excited about? And we got into like the deep conversations of you know how to raise a kid in the world that we're living in and that they're going to grow up in and how to prepare them as Christians. And yeah. So, yeah, I think a campfire is a great place to have mm. conversations and the story ones is good too. Um, so I had to tell a little story about when we were kids. So dad, 
my dad he created these stories with um <laughs> these characters called named Eminem, TC and IJ which those are not real names. Why why did he use those? Okay, so that that's the kind of the silly goofiness. <laughs> they were all kind of I should start off. They were all like at least a kind of western western type theme, um like kind of western expansion uh mountain men type guys, these three guys and their brothers. And I don't know how we didn't figure this out, but it, it took <laughs> us a long time and we figured it out finally. So M&M stands for me. I'm it's my first middle n- name, so I'm Mitchell Mark and then TC is for my middle brother. It's Thomas Carl. And then IJ. See, and this is what's funnier. Um, IJ came along later and met up with us out west in these story, <laughs> series of stories. Because he did come along. He was born. He's six years younger than me. So, he, like, he came along later. And then IJ is Isaac John. So, there are initials. Our first our first and middle names. So. How old were you guys that you didn't figure this out? I don't yet? know. I can't remember. I feel like it was, it was like, embarrassingly older than we should have been. Like... <laughs> Like junior high or something. It was ridiculous. And you guys were into westerns a lot too, weren't you? Oh, I like really cowboys. like cowboys. I really like cowboys, but mm. yeah, so. <laughs> that's funny. It actually is very, that's very similar to um, whenever my dad would actually make up stories and tell them. Um, and they were, they were these kids that would go on adventures. And I feel like, um, kind of like the idea of when you know Santa Claus isn't really real, but you still feel the magic of it and stuff mm-hmm. as if he was. So it was kind of like that. Like I knew in the back of my mind that this was, this was like us, so, you know, I'd get excited whenever my character came up, but I didn't, you know, admit in the moment that it was us, you know, and so we would have adventures, but it's interesting the different, um, different settings. Cause ours would be like out in the woods, they'd be in caves and stuff because we, um, at my parents' house had a cave on the property and in Southern Indiana, there are a couple of really big, um, famous caves down there and stuff. So I remember there was one with caves and, um, there were a couple others that were out in the woods and things like that. And there was always, you know, some, some big, crazy thing, bad thing happened. We had to be the heroes for the day and save the world basically. I think right there's, if if you're a dad or a parent out there, this is an opportunity to capitalize (laughs) on some, uh, uh, good story time or whatever with your kids so mm-hmm. mm, we're telling it whatever 25 years later <laughs> these stories are talking about it yeah. so it definitely makes an impact so mm-hmm. yeah I would say one more thing um, about camping that um, is uh, team building probably um, I've heard lots of people say you know it's kind of like marriage counseling when you and your spouse get to put a tent up together. And I always heard that. Um, I don't know if just you had put enough tents up before um, and we just work well together as a team or what, but I never found that um, necessarily putting up the tent quite as challenging. I feel like there were other things for sure, but I didn't feel like the actual putting the tent up part was as much, but man, you hear other people in other campgrounds and stuff too, though. And you hear them talking about, well, I just put that stick there. No, is that one still attached? No, that one came apart. And that's not where that goes. This is what goes here first, or you got the tent upside down. So it's just interesting um the uh the conversations and and the skills that you can build the communication skills you can build together (laughs) yeah you're completely right on it back to my dnr days i remember um the story about a young couple they were probably in their 20s or something and i was in college so i was i was definitely younger than them but 
I remember driving around. We were doing, I think it was security. So I was driving around in the evening, you know, just making the rounds, seeing if people need anything or whatever. Um, and they actually, um, they were working on putting their tent up. And like two hours later, I came back through and they were still working on putting on their oh tent. Oh my goodness. It was like, oh uh, my, I like it. Two get the hours. Inst- at least get the instructions out. Oh. It was like bad. So was anybody crying when you came around the second uh, time? Did I you didn't go that quick. I didn't want to see. <laughs> you just went quick. They're yeah. still doing it. Oh, keep going. So, so yeah, we got off a little tangent there off of campfires, but yeah, the, yeah. they can be. Uh, they're good. There's lots of good things out of campfires. Mm-hmm. I th- uh, the next point I got here um, is camping gear in general mm-hmm. um and it's a good investment like uh, it's kind of the first thing because it's a long-term investment uh if you um because you can use camping gear for many many years and for many many different things um different activities whether it's like a backcountry camping or uh, just a simple camping trip to your local state park uh, and the long-term investment like if you i mean tents don't have to be expensive but um, they, I mean, you would say you did buy a $200, $300 tent. I mean, if you spent that same amount of money towards a hotel, uh, I mean, that's just like two nights where you can camp in this tent for many, many nights and stuff. So Yeah, if you're spending it on a room or something, it's it's gone. Like, you don't actually physically have something for that money. And you can go as cheap or as expensive as you want. It depends if you think, yeah, we're going to be camping a lot, then I would encourage you to spend more money and get higher quality and, you know, do your research. I think that's one of the big things. Um, I'm huge on is doing a lot of research and, um, especially on products and reading reviews and things like that to see what the best is for what you may need. Um, but if you're, if you're not really sure you're going to use it much, or you just maybe want to do like a trial period or something just to see if that's something you're going to want to do, then, you know, I wouldn't spend as much on it. Actually, if you're going to just do it a few times, or see if camping is a thing for you, I go ask people to borrow their equipment. Oh, that's true, yeah. Because, I mean... If you live near us, we'd love to let you borrow our stuff. Yeah, unless we're using <laughs> unless it. Unless we're using it, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that have a tent. I mean, it may be an old tent from the 80s, but it's still a tent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I would say it all works, but... um. If it starts to rain, that's when um, that's when you can re- probably get some real marriage counseling mm, in. Yeah. If you're getting rained and getting wet in your tent. <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah. You might wind up spending money that night. <laughs> <laughs> you might. It might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The, so, yeah, camping gear, you know, it's a long-term investment. And then also, I think, especially if you have goals, like I know we have the backpacking, backcountry goal, um, is you can start building your gear many years ahead because camping gear can be kind of expensive especially if you need you know all the gear to go backpacking for example um you can start collecting those items now and to take a trip later down the road so you're not shelling out like i don't know 500 bucks or more on just like oh for the going that first time where if you would have started buying that stuff now then it makes that that process feel not as painful yeah and you can use it longer too that way too right yeah so that i think there's there's some reasons why you know just investing and and even if you don't use it you know you use it and you're like oh camping's not good for me there's plenty of people that will take your tent probably or buy your tent off of you or whatever so Mm -hmm. don't i mean i can pass it down to your kids or something too and yeah yeah 
So you, you can pop the tent in the house even if you're like, I don't really want to go camping, but mm-hmm. kids love tents inside. Or yeah, or just the backyard. Yeah, if you, mm-hmm. your kids want to go out in the backyard. Slumber party in the living room. Yeah. So see, there's there's plenty of reasons for you know things like that, buying tents and camping gear and stuff. They're just fun. Kids love them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, to my next point. So my next point is like just spending time together as a family and relaxing. And I just thought of the big thing I think of is the trips we've taken to camping in Michigan. So, um, those have been some really relaxing camping trips. And, uh, do you want to expand on those Michigan trips? I love Michigan. Um, I didn't realize I would. I thought I loved the ocean. But Michigan, you get the ocean feel without literally the ocean feel, like the salty, gritty feel of the ocean. But you get that um, looking out, not being able to see anything on the horizon, and you get the waves coming in, and um, you listen to the sound of the waves as you're in the in the sand, and ugh. Yeah, I I love Michigan so much. Um, but I think some of those were more relaxing trips because that's what our plan was. Like we knew we were going on those to relax and do some, you know, some hiking. But more of those trails were, you know, um, sandy trails next to the beach or next to the water or um, weaving in and out and around some of those pretty areas where you can catch an awesome sunset or um, where you can really take in the scenery of the water. And so I think some of those were some of my favorite trips just walking along the pier and getting ice cream and um, some of that relaxation and going back to the campground at night then because we had gone to Michigan um, you'd gone multiple times before I had so that's what's great about going with someone who's already been there is because then they have a place that they enjoy and so in that case, they already had a good spot and they had a, um, a good state park that they were at that had some really good trails that went along the water, but that also was a really nice clean campground, um, really clean, nice bathrooms. If that's um, high on your list, definitely check out the state parks and read reviews and stuff on their cleanliness if that's something that worries you um, about camping. But I think that one of the big things um, with that trip is that the campsites were really nice and they were secluded. Like there were so many trees and stuff in between sites that you didn't feel like you were on top of each other and you had enough space and you had options of where you wanted to put your tents and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. And I think because you may, I mean, we're talking about Michigan, but I think Mm -hmm. the Great Lakes in general provided a lot of these similar type, um, because we went to the UP and actually stayed in a state park that was pretty close to the Lake Superior um, when I was a lot younger. And it had a lot of the simil- similarities to Lake Michigan. Just the difference is the water temperature is a lot colder on Lake Superior. <laughs> um, and Lake Michigan isn't exactly hot, but <laughs> right. But yeah, there, there's some just good relaxing places near the bodies of water like that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely highly suggest um, if you're pregnant in the middle of summer, that is a nice place to go to cool off because you may think the water is super cold, but man, last summer that was really great. It was spot on for you. <laughs> yes, huh? it was. It was a relief. <laughs> um, spending the time with the family, I think we've kind of highlighted this through and through, but it's just mm-hmm. the time as a family they can you can work you work together on different things such as setting up camp and going on these trails and encouraging each other to do you know keep going or um, just different things like that i think there's a lot of team building that can be involved in camp in camping so um yeah and cooking together too Mm -hmm. i i think a big one too is 
planning what you're going to do, um, like depending on people's interests and stuff. That's something that as parents, you got to look at what your kids all enjoy, what your spouse enjoys, and then try to find something a little bit for everyone so that everyone enjoys that camping trip. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Cause then you can pick out, you know, almost everybody can have their own day per se mm-hmm. where they can, um, you know, do the thing they want or whatever, or, you know, like, like maybe be highlighted by something that they desire. Cause you know, I think like I remember going on different trips and like, we'd be like, okay, what trails do you want to go on? And then everybody's like, I kind of want to try this one or that one, you know, and you say, okay, tomorrow we're going to do this trail and the day after that, we're going to do that one, da, 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 and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. You can, you know, there's again, working together and, you know, everybody having a say in the, the adventure. So yep. Compromise. This is kind of one. I don't think people think about this one. This is actually an interesting thing about camping is when you're doing more of the relaxing, laid back type of camping, especially like the trips in Michigan. We do this a little bit in Colorado, but not as much. But is like just playing games around the campground or in the well, not around the campground, but around your campsite because uh, we played a bocce ball in the campsite. Oh, yeah. Um, and just like we played some card games, I mean, you take a deck of cards or whatever, and it's just a good time, especially if you're just taking a relaxing trip and stuff. Take a Frisbee, take a football, throw around. Mm -hmm. Those are good. I mean, or whatever you, you like to do at, you know, for your kind of leisure time or whatever so if you might do it in your backyard then it'll be even more fun if you do it in the background of a campground yeah so <laughs> New scenery. so yeah those are just things we do i mean i don't i mean it could be there's a lot of other things that you could choose to do so and then the idea of doing nothing i think that's awesome because <laughs> i know we always like to throw in a hammock and um mm-hmm. is a hammock or hammock i call it a hammock okay but i slur my words together a little quicker because i talk faster sometimes too okay. so so whatever, take take that <laughs> item, the hammock, or, and um, and I think that's that's a great thing to take a nap in and stuff during the day. I never really used a hammock much until um, you came along, and I'm like, what in the world? I thought this was like a hippie thing, and I'm like, dude, you're not a hippie kind yeah. of person. <laughs> like, what in the world? And um, wow, I I fell in love with that. That is awesome and i would even suggest like if you can get one that's like a double for two people but not even have two people in it it's just how big it is and nice and you like flip upside down and stuff while you're wrapped in it and you can stack them and yeah it's just it's fun yeah and it's a good <clears throat> it's a good investment for even around your house or oh you yeah know. we use ours in the backyard so yeah so we used ours to help swing and try and get chloe to calm down a little bit and go to sleep and then still enjoy the outside when she was early Mm -hmm. and then i kind of like the last point with that air um that section is leaving your worries at home um sometimes the nice thing about going camping is you don't have cell service and (laughs) so you can't you can't answer whatever emails and stuff like that now if you have to if your job or something you have to stay in contact i mean you may need to think about that but it's it's a good way to disconnect kind of from your normal day-to-day life and sometimes you have to get away and get out and that way you can't see all the things you need to do around the house and you can't see all the projects that you haven't done that then make you stress thinking about when you're ever going to have time to do them and things like that you just have to get away <laughs> yeah actually that leads in kind of my last section it kind of ties into this this section here but is the thing called um <laughs> forest bathing have you heard of forest bathing (laughs) yes (laughs) so what do you know much about forest bathing well 
I want to talk a little more about forest bathing at another point. So use your imagination, whatever, you know, if, if you're curious, you can look it up and I think, are you going to share? Yeah, actually, I have a article that is uh, written by REI, which is a kind of a camping company or whatever. Um, and it's not actually about bathing. So, um, <sighs> and you ruined it. Yeah, I know. I had to kinda, <laughs> but my, I, I like to forest bathe in the, uh, in the fall. <laughs> if you know, Mitch, can you please just picture him forest bathing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, my mind doesn't go actually to what the definition of forest bathing is. when I think about that, just the terminology is funny, but it's, you know, yeah, maybe we'll just leave it. We'll leave it in general for now, but yeah. forest bathing, it's, it's go look it up. It's, it's fun. It's a good thing. You should do it. We'll, we'll talk about it later more in depth. You'll uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Another thing about just like enjoying your stay more is you sleep in your own dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you're in a hotel, you're got to look out for the creepy crawlies and whatever bed bugs and you may wonder how well it got cleaned before you got there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's big. Like, this mm-hmm. is my own dirt. This is my own stink. You know, like <laughs> yes, it is, Mitch. <laughs> it hey, is your own hey, stink. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on plenty of hunting trips where we definitely can tell we have been in our own dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, it can be simple. You can make it as simple as you want, or as complicated your tri- camping trip. And I think that's one thing that I think. Sometimes people make it too complicated. Camping can be very, very simple. Uh, and I think it can be not as intimidating as people think. So Right. You can keep it simple. Um, I mean, for example, like your bedding. You don't have to go out and buy a sleeping bag or whatever. You can take sheets and blankets. I mean, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be easy. Yeah. And I think the other thing to just kind of wrap, maybe wrap up the, all these positive points here is making that trip more than once. I think we mentioned it earlier, but you, if you make that trip more than once, you can learn all the little neat little things you need to know so that you can uh, maximize the trip if you take it again, second time, a third time, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why I love camping with you. Okay. <laughs> so there is some negatives, though, to what? camping. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Try me. I'm a positive okay. person. You're a positive person. Mm-hmm. Well... What's your, do you like packing to go camping? I mean, so there are ways to make it less um, painful or miserable to pack for camping. It's true. I mean, it is very true. But it's not, okay, I mean, let's back up. You're jumping the gun on me a little bit here. But <laughs> it is. Uh, it's like, not great. It's, it's, it's okay. Going like a hotel, you don't need as much stuff you just need basically True. your you know your they have a lot of luggage stuff. and stuff yeah like that you're not mm-hmm. you're not they have your bedding and your yeah, yeah. so on and mm-hmm. so so there's just the amount of stuff that you have to get and so you were saying that you can make it easier by making kind of like a um a master packing list i think that's one of the easiest ways that we've found is if we're in tent camping we have like this master list of all the things you need yeah, and that's good to start early and often mm-hmm. before your trip. And an- another thing I think with that is we've started making totes that have yeah. like camping gear in it so that you have it all in the same spot, or at least the majority of the stuff all in the same spot. So you don't have to worry about where is X, Y, and Z, you know, where's the hatchet, where's the sleeping bags, where is everything so it's already Mm -hmm. there and you just have to go get a couple things not a bunch of different things. right just make sure that when you get home you empty out the um consumable items in your food tote that's always fun to find a couple months later when you go camping again yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So another another kind of negative thing, and it's with the prepping is food. Food can stink sometimes with camping. It is a blast, but there's a lot of prep and a lot of cleanup prep during camping. So there's ways to make it simpler. We're going to talk about that probably during food or episode on food, but right, yeah, that's true. It can it can be as simple or as as extravagant as you want, but if you want to make it easier on yourself at the campsite, there are definitely some things we'll talk about that you can do beforehand that'll make it easier. It's just, it's work up front, but it's at home whenever you're, I mean, you're at home anyways, not when you're out and wanting to go and do stuff and see stuff. And I think the kind of my last negative point I can, I can think of. You just sound like a negative Nancy over there. Well, I just got three. I had like a okay. 25 I know, it's points, true. We right? spent the majority of the time talking about positives yeah. um is the weather and especially <laughs> if it's rainy 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 or if it's super cold i think those are two real now wait there is one thing because some of my favorite memories are when we were in the tent and we got stuck in the tent because it was raining but we had brought board games and dominoes and card games and things like that with us and lots of snacks of course and so we sat in the tent and we played these games together and stuff and ate snacks and if you're with you know your family you guys can all pile into one person's tent or um, something like that to all gather around and play these games together and stuff and kind of wait out the rain. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can definitely do that. And that's, you make sure you bring those. Those are good things to pack mm-hmm. uh, when you're going camping. But if you get wet and you, you're inside your tent gets wet and yeah. your sleeping bag and da, 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 you go on and so on and so forth, it you can't recover from that misery. We have some friends we've been with and, oh, oh man, I feel so bad because it's like every time we go camping with them, there's always somebody's tent who gets wet or gets rained in and... Uh, yeah we may have to have like an episode of like the most miserable things that's ever happened to people that we don't want them to hate camping oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but with anything there are you know there are things you can't control and um so we'll give you know when we come to equipment and things for camping we'll definitely give you some tips on how to keep things dry and um ways Mm -hmm. you can prepare for for rain and for For the worst yeah 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 that that can be it just can be pretty negative so is there anything else that you want to add about just positive, negative camping or whatever? Well, we need to turn this around. That was, you know, we can't end on the negatives of camping. Oh. But I I think about the positives of camping and think about the positives of just being out in nature and all the skills and lessons and things. And I know um, as a kid, my dad was always about everything being a, um, a learning opportunity or a lesson. Um, or if you're big with analogies and things, you can, um, I mean, this last time when we did um, a devotional on the analogy of like bows and arrows and comparing them to us and kids and things like that. But um, in nature and when you're out camping, there are so many lessons that are just easily popped right in front of you. I mean, you don't even have to look for them um, as a parent or even just with friends and stuff um, and communication and things like that. So I think that it's, yeah, it's, it's just a whole big experience itself. Yeah, it is. It's a great experience. It's, there's, I mean, I got so many memories and so many stories. I mean, we could, well, we're going to tell them eventually, but. Right. We'll be here all night if you get started now. Yeah. So, but it, it's just, there's just so many opportunities there to camping and uh, it's, it's just a great, great thing to do. Great thing for 
little people, little kids, kids is kids love camping, period. Like if you as a parent may not like camping or they are the idea of camping for a while, but I guarantee your kids will. <laughs> you may not like the idea of camping with little kids, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully we'll have some, some tips and um, epic fails coming up for you this spring as we um, test out the waters with our little one. So we'll see. Okay. So kind of here we're on the wrap up here i just i googled some fun set quotes and saying and uh this one i thought was interesting as we're wrapping it up it says i googled my symptoms which i mean do i have symptoms (laughs) sometimes okay (laughs) i googled my symptoms and turns out i just need to go camping (laughs) i thought that was fun (laughs) i feel like that's you all the time either camping or um hunting Um, or i just need it to be deer season Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always deer season, though. Um, <laughs> always planning, always preparing. Yeah. Um, so that kind of wraps up, I think, that for a camping, guys. Um, so those are, I, I think that's, I think that's a good case for why you should put camping in your arsenal of. Oh, yeah. Way more positives than negatives there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Totally. And so I, we're going to put out a little challenge this week. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to make a post here this week. And um, on this post, on, I think, I think probably Facebook, but mm-hmm. I'll try Instagram too. You try Instagram, okay? Mm-hmm. Kelsey kind of does a lot of our social media stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to put a post up and are challenging you guys to get on and actually post or to say comment about. I'd love some pictures, but comment put up some pictures of what kind of activities you guys are doing outside right now. Um, there's and I big thing is. You won't regret going out and doing activity, especially in the wintertime. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's cold. I don't want to get out. Da, 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 da. I, that's an excuse. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Right, because it's not too cold as long as you dress appropriately. Yeah. So I like the phrase. They just like around here, I'll say, get outside and do something. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's gotten kind of more common in the mm-hmm. outdoor space. Yeah. Um, something. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Like Maybe you're just going for a walk. Like just get outside and do something. So yeah, and I think we're gonna we're definitely have something posted up there. Oh we, yeah, we had a we had some stuff we've done here in the last couple of days. So mm-hmm. yeah, so and there's supposed to be some snow flurries in the next couple of days too. So yay! yay. So yeah, so yeah, that's we're gonna put up a post. Please share uh, your outdoor your ex- what you've been doing outside. So yeah, we want to experience life with you guys. Like we want to see what you're doing too, and um, and share with other people. And and also we'd like we'd love to give you some shout outs. Like oh hey, we saw how this family went out and did this, or um, this couple was doing that, or yeah, just yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, anything else you want to say? I'm gonna. It's where they can find you on social then. Yep, Kelsey Slaughter. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. I still have yet to get Chloe's four month photos and whatever up from last month, but we'll get there eventually. So yeah, you can find you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. What about you? Yes, you can find me uh, Mitchell Slaughter on Facebook, and you can find the Outdoor Family on Instagram and Facebook. So yep, that's I think that's a wrap. So remember, everyone, always stay anchored.